December 24th. Today's reading in the New Testament will be from the book of Revelation, chapter 15, verses 1 through 8. We'll see that John reaches back into the Old Testament to teach us about God's judgment and grace. The seven angels have bowls of wrath, plagues to pour on a wicked world. They remind us of the plagues God sent to Egypt in the days of Moses. God delivered Israel from Egypt, and they sang a song of victory at the Red Sea. John saw the tribulation victors singing by the heavenly sea of glass. Moses and the Lamb come together in the song of triumph. The heavenly tabernacle is filled with smoke. Just as the glory of God filled both the tabernacle and the temple, but the glory then was a, was a mark of God's presence and blessing. The glory John saw was an announcement that God's wrath was about to be poured out on a wicked world. Sinners will not learn from the past. They are rather thick-headed, but believers can be encouraged by the past. The God of Moses and Israel is still defending His people. We are His people. There is a new song for you to sing. And now let's begin today's reading in the New Testament. December 24th, Revelation chapter 15, verses 1 through 8. Then I, John, saw in heaven another significant event, and it was great and marvelous. Seven angels were holding the seven last plagues, which would bring God's wrath to completion. I saw before me what seemed to be a crystal sea mixed with fire, and on it stood all the people who had been victorious over the beast and his statue, and the number representing his name. They were all holding harps that God had given them, and they were singing the song of Moses, the servant of God, and the song of the Lamb. Great and marvelous are your actions, Lord God Almighty. Just and true are your ways, O King of the nations. Who will not fear, O Lord, and glorify your name? For you alone are holy. All nations will come and worship before you, for your righteous deeds have been revealed. Then I looked and saw that the temple in heaven, God's tabernacle, was thrown wide open. The seven angels who were holding the bowls of the seven plagues came from the temple, clothed in spotless white linen with gold belts across their chests. And one of the four living beings handed each of the seven angels a gold bowl, filled with the terrible wrath of God, who lives forever and ever. The temple was filled with smoke from God's glory and power. No one could enter the temple until the seven angels had completed pouring out the seven plagues. The way you know that you have met the real God is that you are hungry and thirsty. The sense of his absence, the, 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 the dissatisfaction with his absence is an evidence that he has touched you. In other words, a sense of his absence, a, 
a longing that that absence be gone. A sense of his absence is a sense of his presence. If he's not present, if he's not working in your life, you might know intellectually that he's absent, but you, you don't long for him. How do you know that you've met the real God? Even a talk like this, a sermon like this is going to start to make you say, oh yeah, boy, I want him. I would like to feel him. I would like to see him. I would like to experience him, you know. The deeper that sense of absence is, the greater his presence in your life. Because look at what David shows as evidence that he is really, really passionately after the real God. He says, he says, my soul thirsts for you, my body longs for you. Fine, so how do we know he's after the real God? I've seen you in the sanctuary and beheld your power and your glory. Because your love is better than life, my lips will glorify you. Because your love is better than life. But when you find him, a change happens. To one degree or another. But when he actually experienced God, he began to realize your love is better than life. When he experienced God, he says, if I have your love, I don't need anything else in life. If I have your love, that is life. The mark of authentic spiritual experience is that you become satisfied with God for who he is and not just for the benefits that he gives you. That's exactly what David's saying. David's saying, I came to find that if I had an experience of God, I didn't want anything else. If I had God's love, if I had God's honor, if I had God's glory, if I had God's wisdom, if I had God's favor, I don't need anybody else's favor. If I had God's love, I don't need anything else. What ends up happening is he begins to experience God and rest in God for who he is, not for what he can give me. Now, to one degree or another, anybody who's found God knows that. Some of you, as I'm talking about this, you say, you know, I, I know that. Why do you know that? Because God's shown that to you. Psalm 143, verses 1 through 12. Unless you have been engaged in the Lord's battles, you may not understand this prayer, for it's the cry of a soldier in combat. It is also a penitential prayer. Hear me! See, depend on God's grace and faithfulness, not on your righteousness, or I should say so-called righteousness. Tell God what's happening in your life. Be open, be honest, be clear. David was in the dust and in the darkness. He knew it and he admitted it. He felt like a thirsty man dying in a desert. Answer me is the call here in Psalm 143 when God does not answer prayer. It's as though his face turns away from us and we sink into the grave. Do you find strength and joy in answered prayer? Another cry from David's heart is, Teach me. David met with the Lord each morning and got his orders for the day. Without those orders, 
He did not know how to walk. The lesson for you and me is to trust God's Spirit to lead you as you yield yourself to Him. And he also cried, Revive me. David was in the dust. Ever feel that way? Only God could raise him up. David wanted to fight the Lord's battles and establish righteousness in the land. True prayer means that we serve God, not that God serves us. Psalm 143, verses 1 through 12, a psalm of David. Hear my prayer, O Lord. Listen to my plea. Answer me because you are faithful and righteous. Don't bring your servant to trial. Compared to you, no one is perfect. My enemy has chased me. He has knocked me to the ground. He forces me to live in darkness like those in the grave. I am losing all hope. I am paralyzed with fear. I remember the days of old. I ponder all your great works. I think about what you have done. I reach out for you. I thirst for you as parched land thirsts for rain. Come quickly, Lord, and answer me, for my depression deepens. Don't turn away from me, or I will die. Let me hear of your unfailing love to me in the morning, for I am trusting you. Show me where to walk, for I have come to you in prayer. Save me from my enemies, Lord. I run to you to hide me. Teach me to do your will, for you are my God. May your gracious Spirit lead me forward on a firm footing. For the glory of your name, O Lord, save me. In your righteousness, bring me out of this distress. In your unfailing love, Cut off all my enemies, and destroy all my foes, for I am your servant. Proverbs chapter 30, verses 24 through 28. There are four things on earth that are small but unusually wise. Ants, they aren't strong, but they store up food for the winter. Rock badgers, they aren't powerful, but they make their homes among the rocky cliffs. Locusts, they have no king, but they march like an army in ranks. Lizards, they are easy to catch, but they are found even in king's palaces.